Good evening. <clears throat> it's wonderful to see everyone here. We want to thank you for being here with, with us tonight. <clears throat> it's a wonderful time. It's a wonderful midweek service where we can come away from the world. We can come away from the cares and the troubles, the things that bother us, the things that draw our attention away from God, and have this time where we can sit here and focus on God. That so we can have this time where we can sing songs of praise unto God and, and, and study His Word and be with like-minded Christians. It's a time of strengthening. It's a time of edification. I hope that we, we get and we receive that strength and that edification tonight by studying God's Word. We want to thank everyone for being here with us tonight. As Bonnie said, we are, are continuing our, our study in the book of Acts. We're on Acts chapter 3. <clears throat> Acts chapter 3, if you recall, Brother Ian did Acts chapter 1 not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. Last week, Brother Aaron did Acts chapter 2, and now we are going to do Acts chapter 3. There's a lot of things going, going on here in Acts, in Acts chapter 3. We're going to do all of Acts chapter 3. I'm going to have all the verses up here on the board. But as usual, we're going to go to some other verses so we can kind of connect some dots and, and see exactly what's going on here, as well as pick up the Bible and read later on in Galatians chapter 3. So if you have a Bible there, you might be, be ready for that as we go. And we studied those scriptures as well to support what we're studying here tonight in Acts chapter 3. If you, if you recall from the end of or, or from the... From, from Acts chapter 1 that we are in Jerusalem, that Jesus told them to remain in Jerusalem until you receive that power. And once you receive that power, then you will go out and do the work. You'll go out and spread the, spread the word. And we saw that in Acts chapter 2, that that, that power has, had, had came upon the power of the Holy Spirit, came upon the apostles there, and they started to speak, and it was miraculous. They were speaking, and everybody heard them in their own language, and it must have been an amazing sight. There was the sound of a rushing mighty wind, and we saw there... Peter give that first gospel sermon to those Jews there, to those people there that were there at the time that Jesus Christ was crucified. And he speaks those things, and they were pricked in the hearts, and he tells them how they are supposed to fix that feeling, which we're going to get to that later. I'm not, I'm not going to quote those verses because I've got them up here on the board later. And we see that, and many people were added to the church. The Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved, as they were coming and they were hearing that word, they were repenting, and they were being baptized and added to the church. Then towards the end of that chapter, we see how they were together, how they were, were, were together from house to house, how they were, were together in breaking bread and having meals, and they had all those things together. They had all those things common. And now we're going here to Acts chapter 3. So there's, a, there's an amount of time that's passed. Well, I have my map. Let's wait, let's, let's wait a second. I have, there's, there's an amount of time that has passed between um, Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 3. I'm not exactly sure how much time, but we, we remember those, those events. So we're going to reference Acts chapter 2 here later. So I have this map, one, because I like it, two, because you like it and you wanted me to have it up here. And two, I want to remind you that we are still in, in, in uh, Jerusalem. And that's kind of important because as we go through the book of Acts later, they're going to be scattered abroad from Jerusalem. But at the moment, we're still here in Jerusalem. We're still in the place that Jesus told these apostles to start. That's where they begin their ministry here, where they begin the establishing the church here is in Jerusalem. And, and what's neat is this map looks pretty similar to the map that John had up last night. If you were here last night, you'll see that John's map, uh, uh, Caesarea Philippi Way appeared, Caesarea Way down there, and all the things that John kind of pointed out, which was great. So it's a similar map. It's, it's, it's there in, in, in Jerusalem, and they're still here in Jerusalem. Backing up here, we just finished the book of John, and we're coming from the book of John, and we're coming to the book of Acts. And some of that is with purpose, but, uh, because we just got done studying that book of, 
of John and the things that Jesus tells his apostles that they're going to go do and some of the things that need to be done. And now we're seeing those things come to life. We're seeing the apostles go out and be the ambassadors that they should be for Christ. And what, what, but specifically in the last chapter, Acts chapter 2, in this chapter, Acts chapter 3, there's an important character, there's an important figure, and it's Peter. Peter's the one that's kind of taking charge here, or, or at least what is written down for us here. He's the one that is preaching these things. He's the one that's teaching these things. And I want you to recall what it was that Jesus said to Peter when Peter was feeling down because Peter had betrayed Jesus, and Peter needed that confirming there. And it says there in John chapter 21, if you recall, John chapter 21, verse 17, he saith unto him the third time, this is Jesus speaking to Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was greeted because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. And back in Luke chapter 22, right there, right before Jesus was going up to be crucified, to, <laughs> and, and it says there that, that Peter was going to deny him three times, even though Peter was saying, I won't do that. And Peter does. Here, Jesus says in Luke chapter 22, verse 32, Jesus speaking to Peter says, But I pray for thee. Jesus says, I pray for you, Peter, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And what's really neat is we see Peter doing these things now. As we talked about through the whole book of John, how these, uh, these apostles or, or these disciples that Jesus chose out weren't quite radicalized. They weren't quite the apostles that we see here in Acts that are, will do anything, will go to death for Jesus Christ and just spread his word. And here we see that Jesus said that he prayed for Peter, that when he turned from what he had done and when he was converted, that he was strengthened the brethren. It says there, I need you to feed my sheep, not go get fish. I want you to fish for men. And we see Peter doing these things. And, and it's a wonderful change that, that, that we see in Peter, how he is going to do all these things for Christ. And I also have their underline converted. We're going to come back to that too later on in our chapter and how important it is that Peter made that turn when he was converted to go strengthen the brethren, how that same message Peter preaches to others here as we go through Acts chapter 3. Now we have Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 verse 1, the Bible says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the, uh, uh, the temple. So here, there's a amount of time from uh, Acts chapter 2 to Acts chapter 3, and now Peter and John are, are going up here to the temple. And it says there that they go up to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, which is about 3, three o'clock. <coughs> so they're going up to the temple at the hour of prayer and I think that is mentioned specifically because if you think about it they are going to the temple at the hour of prayer because there were certain hours that the Jews went there are certain times of day that they went to the temple to pray so now they're here so the place is probably packed there's probably a lot of people there and what kind of people people that have been listening to the word of God they're the people that are that target target uh, 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 audience there, and it's at a really good time of day. And then it says here there was a certain lame man from his mother's womb who was laid daily. So he was crippled, so to speak, from his mother's womb, and they laid him daily at the gate. So not only are they in the temple at a time of, of day where there's going to be a lot of people there, they're also dealing with a man who was there daily. So people know this guy. It's not just some random guy. People know his face. They know what he looks like because he's there all the time. Luckily, I have another picture as well. 
that this picture here is kind of an artist's rendition. It's somewhat accurate of the temple there. And, and, and what's, really, what's really neat is that to me, this gate right here on this side is, is the beautiful gate. And that's the gate that we're talking about here in Acts chapter 3. And when I see this picture, to me it just seems like a natural course of walking into the temple there. Now there's, there's other gates at, at the side here. But if I was walking up to this temple, I, I feel like I would, would, would naturally come this way into this gate. So there's going to be people there. There's going to be people here at this gate, and I, and, I, and I thought it would be interesting to have, the, have, the, have this picture that we can see all this structure here, and we're going to get to Solomon's porch here later, but right there is, is, that, is that beautiful gate. So it's a place that people are going into the temple to pray, and there's going to be a place where there are people there to witness and see what is being done. So back to Acts chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible says, Who's seeing Peter, that man that was crippled, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask in alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Verse 5, And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So here... There's this man, he's crippled, he's laid at the gate. Peter and John are walking by, and he asks in alms. He asks for, 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 for money. And Peter says, look, look, look on us there, and he looks on them because he's expecting to get an alms. He's not expecting what's about to happen to him. I'm sure in his wildest dreams, this is not what he thought was about to happen when these men said, look on us. And it says, silver and gold have I, have I none, and that is true. Though the apostles there were not rich, wealthy men. Just like Jesus said many times during his ministry, I don't have a place to lay my head. They don't have a lot of material money there. But what, they, what he does have, he gives them, and that's that healing in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's what's important there. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He doesn't say, in the name of Peter, rise up and walk. He doesn't just say, rise up and walk. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. So anytime that these apostles, these men who had that, that gift of the Holy Spirit to do these miracles, whether it was healing or casting out demons, they did it in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want us to re remember name, because we're going to talk about that later, how important it is that they make that specific word there in the name of Jesus Christ. And as we continue to, to study Acts, this continues whether it's Peter or Paul. Here in Acts chapter 16, verse 16, the Bible says, And it came to pass, as we went to pray, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of, a, of a divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Verse 18, and this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that same hour. So this is just another, uh, another example. Lord willing, we'll get to all of Acts chapter 16 as well as we study the book. But this is just another, uh, uh, another instance here where one of the apostles there is casting out a demon or is doing a miraculous healing and there's always done in the name of jesus christ so continuing on and acts chapter 3 acts chapter 3 verse 7 now the bible says and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple 
walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. So this is, this is something that is not hid. This is something that is very seen. He's a guy that's been laid there daily for all or most of his life. And his feet and his ankle bones receive strength, and he's, he stands up and walks. And he's not just walking. He's walking, he's leaping, and he's praising God. And all the people are seeing what is going on. So what is immediately going to happen? It's going to draw a crowd. I mean, what if you were there? You saw this man for many years, and all of a sudden he's walking. You're going to just gravitate toward him like a moth to the flame. It's like, what is going on? And I think that is the purpose here. So he's healed, he's, he's up, he's walking around, he's leaping, praising God, and all, the, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Verse 10, the Bible says, And they knew <coughs> that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. <coughs> Excuse me. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. So here, all these people see, and it says here that, and they knew that it was him that sat at at the beautiful gate of the temple. They all knew. So they knew this man. They knew what had happened. So there was no hiding that miracle. And as we continue to study in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 4, you'll see that part of this crowd that is drawn in is the, is the priest and and the Sadducees and the, and 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 the captain of the of the, of the temple in Acts chapter four, they're also drawn around as Peter starts to preach here, and they all see and they say, "Well, we can't deny this. They can't deny it that this man was someone that they knew, and he's leaping, he's walking, and all these things. So they can't deny. It. And it says there that he held, excuse me, he held Peter and John. There, when it says held Peter and John, if you look in the New King James Version, it's like he's holding on to them. Because he's just excited. He's thrilled. He's holding on to Peter and John because he gets to walk now. And all the people ran together at the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. And I'm going to have my special picture up again. Here is this Solomon's porch. And that word porch, if, if you look that word up in the Greek, that's like a colonnade. Is that... In this porch, there were a, a roof here as well as right here. Where this picture is not the best picture, but there's kind of columns here in this porch. And I wanted to point that out because as I was, was studying it, it reminded me of some of the pictures that John showed last night that you had some of those columns there. And it looked kind of similar to me, or, or, or I would imagine that it had those same kind of architecture that we saw last night in John's presentation there, that you had those pillars in Solomon's porch or Solomon's colonnade. And that's where these things are happening. So they're here in this gate, they're here in this porch, and they're seeing all these things and all these people, and it's a big, big crowd. So it's obviously going to draw attention. So now you've got this crowd. We've got all these people gathering around Peter and John, and Peter takes the opportunity to preach the word of God. Acts chapter 3, verse 12, the Bible says, And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? Verse 13, The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. So as we start to go through this 
sermon or this, this, this speech that Peter is giving, if, if you remember what Aaron talked about in Acts chapter 2, it's, it's the same thing. It's just almost, almost like a little bit of, of a condensed version here for us in Acts chapter 3. He's preaching these same things here to this crowd now in Acts chapter 3. But it says there that, 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 that Peter immediately tells him, why are you looking so earnestly on us? Why are you looking at me, Peter, and John as by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk. So he's saying, it's not us. It's not me, Peter, and it's not John. We don't have the power or, or, the, the, or the holiness. It's through the God of Abraham, through his son, Jesus Christ. And we're going to read that here and through these verses. But what's really important here is that Peter makes sure and gives the glory to God. He doesn't take it for himself. He says, give God the glory. God and his son, Jesus Christ, are the ones that are giving that growth they're the ones that are making this man to walk he said i'm just planting i'm just watering he said god is the one that gives the increase god is the one that has done this thing but what we do know is that this man was able to walk by power and holiness not peter's power or peter's holiness but by jesus christ's power and holiness in the name of jesus christ rise up rise up and walk and then he's going to explain that to in this sermon here that Peter's giving to this crowd here on Solomon's porch. So continuing, oh, I'm sorry, 1 Peter chapter 4. In 1 Peter chapter 4, where Peter is, is writing here, Peter says here in, in, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, the Bible says, And every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Verse 11, And if any man speak, let him speak at the, as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be all praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And Peter is writing this in, the, in this letter, and he's exhibiting it here in Acts chapter 3, where he says, if I'm going to speak, it's in the oracles of God. This is God's word that he's speaking. If I'm going to minister or, or, or do something, I'm going to do it as God has given me the ability, which is obviously what's going on, on there with Peter and John. That way God is glorified. That way God, through his son Jesus Christ, is glorified. And Peter makes sure that they know that it's not me, it's not John. Is Jesus back to Acts chapter 3 verse 14 here the Bible says but ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of life whom God hath raised from the dead whereof we are witnesses and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong whom ye see and know yea the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all so here, uh, here uh, uh, Peter is going through, talking about very similar things that he talked about in Acts chapter 2. And he says, but you denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murder to be granted on you. Do, 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 do you remember studying that in, in the book of John where they asked for uh, Barabbas and they got Barabbas? Said they, y'all denied Jesus and you asked for a murderer, a robber. And said, you killed the prince of life. Whom God hath raised from the dead, wherefore we are wit, our, wit, our witnesses. And that, that's one of the important things about the apostles. As they go about preaching that word, they are witnesses to those things. They are witnesses to the things that Jesus had, had did, all the things that Jesus accomplished there. But as we said, that this man was made whole. He was made able to walk by what? By power and by holiness. And here he's kind of clarifying some of that. You killed the holy one. And, and, and the just, you killed the prince of life. 
When I see the word prince, I think of, of, of power and authority. And here in verse 16, it says, and his name, through faith in his name, and I underline all those, that, those to his and that him, because that's Jesus, just so there's no confusion there. That in Jesus' name and faith in Jesus' name has made this man strong, not us, in the name of Jesus. That, that faith which is by him, Jesus, has given him, that's the man who was healed, this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So he's just, he's just explaining and clarifying that the faith that is in Jesus Christ is the faith that makes this man whole, is the, is the faith that gives this man this perfect soundness, that it's not Peter and it's not John. Do you, do you re remember or recall in John chapter 14? Back in John chapter 14, where we studied verse 12 and verse 13, where the Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And we see these things going on right here in Acts chapter 3. That those works that they're doing are the same kind of works that Jesus did, but it's all in Jesus' name. And it, and it says greater work. So what is the greater work? We, we studied that a lot last week, that Peter giving that first gospel sermon and establishing the church and all those souls, those 3,000 souls that were saved and baptized into the church, that is the great, great work, that we can still be a part of that great work today. And that's what Jesus is talking about. That's what the apostles are going about doing to spread the word of God and to establish churches. Because if there was no establishing of a church, we wouldn't be here tonight. That's what the apostles are, are, are doing, and that's one of the works that they are doing. It's an important work, and it's a wonderful work <clears throat> that needed to be done, and Jesus needed to go away. Jesus needed to die on the cross so that work could happen because it wasn't going to happen until Jesus was crucified on the cross. That's what the apostles here are, 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 are going about doing now. Back to Acts chapter 3, verse 17, the Bible says, And now, brethren, I won't, or no, that word means no, I know that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. <clears throat> Verse 18, but those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So it, it, so it says there, now brethren, I know you did it in ignorance, just as your rulers did. You, you, you crucify the Son of God. And it says there, but those things that all the prophets, which they know about the prophets, that's why they're there in the temple in the first place. They know about the prophets, and the prophets has said all these things that Christ should suffer. And Peter's saying, he's fulfilled all that suffering. He's done all the suffering, and he's fulfilled those scriptures or those prophecies of him. And then he says there, repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like something we just read last week? Let's go back and read that. In Acts chapter 2, last week, Brother Aaron spoke to us. And in Acts chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 36, when Peter's done preaching and talking to those people, it says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins that ye, shall that ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's the same message. 
that here he's saying repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And in Acts chapter 3, he's saying repent ye therefore and be converted. That's the same message. That's the same thing. It says here repent and be converted. Well, you being baptized into the name of Jesus Christ is how you are converted. So it's the same thing. It's not that Peter's saying two different things. He's giving the same gospel message and the same gospel plan and how you do these things here in Acts chapter 3 that he did in Acts chapter 2. It's the same message. Message doesn't change. That you need to repent and be baptized in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to have your sins blotted out, to have, your, to have that remission of sins there. And when it says they're converted, if you, if you recall in the beginning of, of, my, of my lesson, we had that Luke chapter 22, verse 32, where Jesus was praying for Peter that when he was converted, he was strengthening the, the brethren. That one converted means turning, turning and turning towards God. That when you repent and you are baptized, when you repent and you are converted, you turn towards God. And I want, I want us to make that point very clear. And I think he's making that point very clear for them in Acts chapter 3. Because it's not just repenting and turning from your sins. Because there's people that, that do that. There's people that might have a sin and they will turn from that sin. They may have a, a worldly group that helps them in, in some form or, or fashion. Or maybe a family member that kind of helps them turn from that sin. But that's not what this is about. That's part of it. You want to say sin is here. You want to turn from that sin. But you want to turn towards God. You want to turn from that all the way and start going towards God or start going towards the Father's house. It's not just about turning from your iniquities or your sin. It's about turning from your iniquities and your sins and turning towards God. And that's the message that he's telling these people in Acts chapter 3. Same message he said in Acts chapter 2. So he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Be baptized, be converted. It's the same message. It's the same thing. Back here where it says, that, that, that you should be converted, that your sins may be blotted out here in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of, of the Lord. I'm going to hold that thought for just a moment. We're, we're going to talk about it here in just a minute. Skipping down here to Acts chapter 3, verse 20 here, the Bible says, And, ye shall send, and, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the, the time of restitution or, or restoration, of all things which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world world began. So one of the things that the holy prophets spoke of was this time about Jesus and Jesus coming and Jesus being crucified and the church being established here. And it also says there that if you are repentant and converted that you will be have that time of refreshing. And I'm going to skip back now to that word refreshing. If you look at that word refreshing, it means recovery of breath. It's kind of like you, re, you recover your breath. And, and whether this is meaning a specific thing now or a specific thing then or later, I'm not going to get into that. But what I do know is that if you repent and you are converted, you will have this relief of breath. You know when you're worried about something and it's okay and you take a deep breath? Just imagine having all those sins that you cannot pay for, but Christ can pay for those sins. And if you have that sins washed away in baptism you're going to feel like taking a deep breath it's going to be refreshing it's going to be refreshing now in this time for you so i just want to make that point that it is still the same 
message for us today. And he elaborates more on that here in Acts chapter 3, verse 22, where it says, For Moses, truly, because he just talked about the prophets, now he's going to talk about Moses here. In Acts chapter 3, verse 22, the, the, the Bible says, And Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God right, raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever ye shall say unto you or whatsoever he shall say unto you. Verse 23, And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. So all those things that they've been listening to since they were kids, those Jews there, all those things that they've heard about the prophets are come to pass right now here with Jesus. And it, and it says there that Moses said, a prophet shall the Lord raise up to you like me. Well, that, that's talking about Jesus there. That it's going to be like Moses who was a lawgiver, just like Jesus is a lawgiver. And they have a lot of sim similarities there. But it says there that a prophet, if you, if you remember back in John chapter 1, and that was a long time ago, but John chapter 1, verses 21 and 26, when John the Baptist showed up, they started asking because they knew these scriptures. They said, are you the, are you the Messiah? And John the Baptist said, no. They said, are you the prophet? And John the Baptist said, no. But Jesus is that prophet. Jesus is the Messiah. And Jesus did come and die for, uh, for their sins. So that's talking about Jesus there. And it says there in verse 23, And it shall come to pass that every soul which shall not hear that prophet, that is Jesus, shall be destroyed from among the people. And to this saying is true today, that those that do not hear Jesus, those who do not believe in Jesus, those who are not converted and baptized, repent in Jesus, will be destroyed from among the people. And that's a very real thought that I think we should continue to take with us just like Peter is with that message there and preach that same message to those people that you need to hear that prophet that that who is Jesus and if you don't come to him you will have destruction from among the people Acts chapter 3 verse 25 ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our father saying unto Abraham and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning every one of you from your iniquities. So here he's talking, and remember where he's at. He's at the temple. He's at the porch. He's at the gate. He's talking to those Jewish, to the children of Israel there. And he says, y'all are the children of the prophets. Y'all are the children of the covenant that God made with our fathers. And it says there that he told Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds, of the earth be blessed and that word kindreds means families or nations then in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed and thy seed shall all the kindreds and the families so i'm not going to get into the gentiles too too much because lord willing as we continue through the book of acts we're going to get get to cornelius's house and we're going to talk <laughs> about those things but that's always been the plan if you go back and you look and you study the uh, the the, the, the the, the scriptures, that's always been God's plan, that in thy seed all families, all nations, all kindreds shall be blessed. But it says unto you first, that's the Jews, unto you first, and we're talking to you, we're talking to the Jews, we're bringing that gospel message of Jesus Christ to the Jews first. 
Then it says there that, Jesus, that, that raised up Jesus and sent him to bless you and turning every one of you from your iniquities. And we just talked about turning. That when you are converted, when you are baptized, you are turning from your iniquities and you're turning towards Jesus, the one that God raised up from the dead. So it says there, unto you first. Paul spoke on this too in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, where the Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 17, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And we're talking about faith, and we're going to talk more about faith as we go through the, uh, through the book of Acts. But just as the Bible says here, to the Jew first and to the Greek, you get to see that in Acts. That you see that we're, we're, we're going to the temple, we're going to the synagogues, we're speaking to the Jews first, and then we will get to the Gentiles, and then all the nations, all the families of the earth shall be blessed by that seed, which is Jesus Christ, that seed of Abraham. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 3, verses 6 through 14. Galatians chapter 3, verses 6 through 14 as we close. I want to read, read, the, read these verses so we can kind of make sure that we better uh, understand. And I'm not going to get into the Gentiles receiving that blessing too much. But I do want to make sure that we understand what is being taught here in, in Acts chapter 3 where Peter brings up what God told Abraham. Galatians chapter 3, beginning of verse 6, the Bible says, Even as Abraham believed God and it accounted to him for righteousness or imputed unto him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Verse 8, And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathens, or the Gentiles there, through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So it says there that all nations, not just the nation of Israel, because for so long it's just been that one nation of Israel, says soon all nations will receive that blessing and will be blessed. Verse 10, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, curse is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Verse 11, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident <clears throat> for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And that's the promise to the spirit through faith that was talked about here at the end of Acts chapter 3. That is going to be brought to, to the Gentiles and that's, the, that, that's a really neat thing to me is we get to see that firsthand as we continue to study uh, 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 the, the book of Acts. But that's also one of the things that they are going to start talking about to these Jews that that law is done, that that curse is over because no one could keep that law. Jesus was made a curse so that we are redeemed from that curse. And now we have Jesus Christ. We have faith in Jesus Christ. Faith and being believing and obeying and being baptized in Jesus Christ is how we are converted and become a part of that blessing and the promise of Abraham. And once again, Acts chapter 2, 38. Acts 3, verse 19. Repent and be baptized. Repent and be converted 
tonight, if you have not done these things, we encourage you to do so. That that invitation that Peter was talking about there in Acts 2 and Acts chapter 3, that invitation stands here today. That, we, that, that, that the invitation of the Lord is there, that if you want to repent and be baptized, if you want to repent and be converted, we have water back here behind me. We can do these things, and you can be added to the same church that we just talked about last week in Acts chapter 2 and the same church that is being talked about now. That if you have not repented and been converted, if you have not repented and been baptized, we encourage you to do that tonight. That you can have that blessing, that you can be part of that promise that was to all nations and is to those that believe on Jesus Christ and are baptized in Jesus Christ's name. That you can have the remission of sins and that you can have your sins blotted out. Or if you are a member of the church and, and you need the prayers of the church or there's anything else that we can help you with, with, we'd ask that you please come sit on the front row and make your wishes known as we stand and we sing. <laughs>